Welcome to Real Review, a podcast to help you decide for yourself if a movie or TV show is worth your time, money, and energy. With Real 1, Zoe will break down the nuts and bolts, minus spoilers, of course. And with Real 2, she'll invite you into a conversation about the narrative, characters, background, and the power of story. Here's Real 1. The Hunger Games franchise has added a new contestant into the arena. It's a prequel titled Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And what a poetically on-the-nose fitting title it is, as one character is like a snake and the other is constantly referred to as a songbird. And there are literally snakes and birds as plot points in the movie. I want to start off the bat by saying I had absolutely no intention, no desire to see this film in theaters. I did not want to give the studios a dime because I had strong opinions of one of the actresses in this film, Rachel Zegler. And you may have heard me refer to her in some other episodes of the podcast because of her bad publicity and the large impact it's made on the image of Disney. So because she was co-starring in this movie, and at the time this seemed like a clear cash grab prequel to a beloved movie franchise, I thought I'd skip this one. But then I put out a post on social media asking you, what movie should I review for this December spot since I wasn't sure what to cover? And I got a resounding request from comments and from talking to people in person that you wanted a review of this movie. And that was all I needed. If people want to talk about this movie, then let's talk about it. I'm very curious to know what others are saying, and you know me, I love the deep dive film conversations. So originally, right, I wasn't going to go see this movie. I didn't think it was worth my time and money. But now that I've actually seen it, we've got to answer that question. I've got to help empower you to know if it'll be worth your time and money. So here's the short and sweet answer. If you like the Hunger Games franchise, I think you will likely enjoy this film. And if you're wanting to see it in the theater, it's not a bad movie by any means. It is well produced and interesting, and you will probably enjoy your time. That is, if you are already a fan of this franchise. If you do not like The Hunger Games or haven't seen any of the films, you will probably be very lost and not have much investment in these characters. While this film is a prequel, I think it relies heavily on the back of the previous Hunger Game installments and depends on you already having all of that knowledge. And that isn't necessarily a bad thing, because then the film doesn't waste time on exposition that you likely already know. But even with my knowledge of the previous Hunger Game films, I was still confused by the main character and the plot, something I will get into in my deeper dive, and it might just be me, I might be the minority on that one. Now for some bullet points. It is rated PG-13, and you can expect the same exact violence as the other Hunger Game films, except there were quite a few points where I jumped in my chair because of a scare, and I squirmed in my seat because of the suspense, so they did a good job at that. Now, here's a funny side note. Because I had no interest in seeing the film originally, I actually never watched the trailers, so I didn't know that the movie was going to focus on young Snow, not Rachel Zegler's character Lucy Gray. I was concerned that the main character was Lucy, and so I was concerned the film would be all too similar to the original Hunger Games films, focusing on a young female protagonist from District 12 fighting in the games. But because the story focuses instead on young Snow, we get a completely different perspective on the games, and I really enjoyed it. 
I think they did an excellent job at casting young Snow. I don't think I've ever seen Tom Blythe, the actor, in anything before, so I don't know how new he is to the Hollywood scene, but he was perfect casting in my opinion. He nails both the look of young Snow to where I can believe that he grows into Donald Sutherland, and I think he did a good job at acting as well. You need both the acting and the looks, right? And where I will go into my deeper dive is how I ended up confused by his character at various points in the story, and I wonder if that was a directing error or a writing error, but I don't think it was an actor's error at all. I think he did a great job. And I'll also explain what I think the difference is between an acting error and a directing error, and how you can have a good actor and a bad director, which can make the performance not as good as it could be. Anyway, I was very relieved that Rachel Zegler was just a secondary character. I tried to put my personal opinions aside during the movie and just judge her acting purely based on the film's performance and not what I personally think about the actress as a person. But I did not love her in the role. I think they could have cast someone else and it wouldn't have made a big difference. And it may have actually improved things. Who knows? Her singing, however, is very good. Her singing is actually great. And I think that's why she may have been cast in the role, because singing is such a big part of the plot. But that southern accent... I personally found it very fake and annoying. But when she was singing, I could forget about it, and I liked her performance. There is nothing wrong with having a southern twang. I want to make that clear. It's the way that she does it. I did not find it believable. I did not see her and think, oh, that's natural. There are some people who can do accents really well. For example, Tom Holland's American accent fooled everyone. Very few people realized he was British when he first showed up as Spider-Man. Or even Benedict Cumberbatch and his American accent. It is very possible for an actor to fool an audience of people into thinking that that's naturally how they talk or perform, or they can do it so well that you forget their natural speaking voice. I don't think Rachel accomplished this, but to give her some grace, it is hard to do a Southern twang without sounding a bit like you're making fun of Southern twang. It is not an easy accent to do, and it makes me wonder if it would have been better for her not to do the accent at all, or have someone else do the role, because no one in District 12 talks like her, so it left me wondering why is she the only one with a Southern accent? Alright, one last thing to mention that I did like about the prequel is how it shows an evolution in The Hunger Games, how we eventually end up the way The Hunger Games look by the time Katniss Everdeen is in them, and I found this interesting, especially the character of Snow. But like I said before, I was a bit confused throughout the film and walked away thinking, okay, this was an alright installment in the franchise. And again, I'm curious to know what you think, what others are saying online. Maybe I'm just in the minority on being confused by snow. But please join me in the deeper dive. The Real Review Podcast, hosted by Zoe Moody, is a part of the Real FM Podcast Network. You can listen to more Real FM podcasts or Real FM radio on the Real FM app or at real.fm.